What's up, guys? Welcome to Cooler Conversations, the podcast culmination of cool stories and the coolest people. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. If you're not so new, welcome back. And if I'm welcoming you back, then be sure to leave a review or hit us up on the social media pages and let me know what you like about the show. Before we jump into this episode, I'd like to take a moment to thank and talk about both of today's local sponsors. I'd like to introduce our first sponsor, Dr. Andy from Cardinal Chiropractic and Sports Recovery. Dr. Andy specializes in helping runners, CrossFitters, and anyone else who loves a fitness lifestyle feel better, move better, and have more energy. He's actually helped a few of my close friends with some of their aches and pains as well, and listeners of this podcast can get 15% off a dry needling package if they mention this podcast by name. So if you want to feel your best, check them out on Instagram at Cardinal Cairo Sports, on Facebook, or their website at www.cardinalchirosports.com. Again, that is a 15% off a dry needling package when you mention this podcast by name. Our second sponsor of the day is Alamance Coffee Works. AKW is all about connecting through coffee, offering coffees from all the major producing regions to making local connections. AKW wants to enjoy coffee with other people. Speaking of those local connections, Alamance Cafe Works has collaborated with local nonprofits to raise funds for the I Will Survive 5K, benefiting cancer survivors and the Alamance Regional Medical Center Charitable Foundation. On a day-to-day basis, their local shop, the Converge Coffee Bar, have meeting rooms that are free to reserve for meetings and work, along with their signature brew, offering gluten-free items, toasts, smoothies, and teas. What makes AKW and Converge unique is that they do three things well. They roast their own coffee, value creativity in creating amazing seasonal offerings while staying true to the coffee and building relationships with people and local businesses. And as an added bonus, listeners of this podcast will receive 25% off their purchase at checkout when they use promo code COOLER, that is C-O-O-L-E-R, on their website, akwcoffee.com. Again, that is 25% off your purchase when you use promo code COOLER, at checkout at akwcoffee.com. So thank you again to both of our sponsors. Links to both of them will be in the description. And without further ado, let's jump into it. Welcome to Cooler Conversations, the podcast culmination of cool stories, coolest people, you know the deal. I'm your host, Tyler Smiley. Today's guest is an R&B singer and songwriter in North Carolina with the releases including her single, Higher, in 2020, and her album, Jade Volume 1, in 2019, and was most recently adding her talent to the very featured artist, as a featured artist, on YP's album, Chasing Sunsets in the pay the cost uh this is bianca jade what's up bianca what's up thank you for having me i'm so excited happy to be here <laughs> this this was uh super cool i was doing like uh some interview uh research for you and i was uh, i stumbled across uh the stimulate uh your soul.com's interview you did with them and uh I'm super grateful to have you on because uh, you said that you've gotten really better, much better at saying no to things that didn't align with your schedule. So I'm super happy to have you on. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, I mean, like, I guess just uh, from that point of view, you know, it's uh, it's just aligning myself with with, uh, you know, things that are on my on my vibration and where I am right now. So definitely I had to link with you, uh, you know, like 
you've interviewed my friends and people that I work with, like DAP and, um, you know, Mystic Roots. Um, so, you know, I love to see it and I'm happy to be here. So thank you. I'm, I'm finding such, uh, it's such a weird serendipitous thing where I'm like, I've now gone through like friends of friends, of friend reaching to people that I've never even like quantified that I'd think I'd know or meet. And it's super cool to kind of go down that path, especially like the little, uh, the linkage of friends that you just named off. It's super cool to do this. Yes. That's the, that's the whole word of mouth. That's a, uh, I feel like the most powerful uh, form of, I don't know, advertising. <laughs> so I kind of getting into, before we kind of get into, uh, you know, who you are, uh, what is, uh, how has your 2020 been? I've, you've posted a lot on your social of some covers you've done. They've been fabulous. They've been awesome. Um, so what have you been up to? Thank you. Um, well, 2020, I mean, like for everybody else was a whirlwind. Um, you know, I was lit in the beginning of 2020, I was living in Brooklyn in New York and, um, you know, I was doing a, a lot musically as far as playing shows and, uh, writing songs, recording songs and things like that. And then once COVID hit, um, it kind of, you know, forced us to, uh, stay in, in the house and kind of make do with what we had at home. So, um, I built up my home studio uh, I started writing songs at home and just figuring out how how can I continue to uh, connect myself with people, um, you know, virtually and how can I continue to share my art virtually. And so I started doing virtual shows on Instagram Live and on uh, YouTube Live and Twitch and all these different avenues that I found out about. Um, I released a single, as you mentioned, it's called Higher and um, came out with a lyric video for that and everything. I sold merch. Uh, that was my first time selling merch. I sold uh, crop tops and they sold out. Uh, and then towards the end of uh, 2020, I came out with a Christmas single and sold pajamas and socks and hoodies and all that stuff. Uh, came out with an animated video for that. Um, but really, overall, uh, 2020 was kind of like a, a time for me to just look inward and and really just discover more about myself and what I really want um, without so many outside influences. So it was uh, it was kind of a, a good thing. Yeah. So what, yeah. I, what I'm hearing is uh, you really took advantage of uh, the hysteria and the chaos to kind of work on yourself, you know? Yes, absolutely. It it really, I mean, last year was, or, you know, 2020 really was my, my uh, breakthrough year for myself as far as like, I came up with my own morning routine. I started meditating. Um, you know, I started journaling and just reflecting more on uh, gratitude and what I'm thankful for that I have in my current moment. I mean, you know, living in New York, it was constantly like, go, 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 go. And like, what's next? And, you know, everyone around me is doing amazing things. And it was super motivating. Um, but at the same time, I didn't really give myself much, uh, much opportunity to appreciate what I have and, and where I was in the present moment. So it really did allow me to be more present. Yeah. 
what I, I before I, I have so many other things, but you kind of reminded me of something I was going to ask is uh, what I think is interesting is when we like in the general public think of uh, musical artists and singers, mm-hmm. we we don't think of like the daily grind. We always think of like that superstardom or like that initial bump they get. Like, for example, I think of uh, Little Nas where he just exploded mm-hmm. out of nowhere. But no one really mm-hmm. talked about how he grinded on YouTube for like ever. And then it finally got to that. So is that something that a lot of people overlook when they, you know, you, they talk to you about your music uh, and songwriting? They don't talk about enough of uh, the backdrop and the amount of grind that you're having to put in. Yeah, I mean, I think I think, you know, people normally will ask, you know, like, oh, how did you how did you become an artist or why do you like making music or, you know, things like that. But um, the day to day grind of an independent artist is uh, <laughs> it's not for the faint of heart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, um, you know, I've been making music since. I've been singing since I was nine years old. So I've, you know, it's been a while that I've been making music and developing my craft. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm very blessed and I'm thankful for all the things that I've been able to do. Like I've been able to be on national television and, you know, do different interviews and perform in all these different places. Um, but you know, it's definitely some, I've had to train myself to just enjoy the process and uh enjoy where i am right now while i'm working towards my goals um and you know just networking across and meeting people who are on the same level that i am and that are heading in the same direction um but you know i'm i'm just trying to trying to like think of it in that aspect rather than like oh being an independent artist is so hard you know yeah most definitely um yeah, I, I was like I said, I was doing the research on you, and it, it was like the more the more I dug, the more I found. So I'm I'm gonna start from the very beginning because I feel like there's <laughs> a lot to unpack. Um, first, I guess you expl- you did really well in Miami, and then you moved to New York, and then the you know the honest question is, then why would you come to North Carolina? <laughs> <laughs> well, like I said, uh, you know, last year with uh, COVID and everything, you know the unfortunately the everything that i was in new york for was not really so available to me anymore mm-hmm. you know as far as performing live and you know going to different pop-ups and networking events i mean new york you know pre-pandemic was the spot to be as an as an artist uh you know i was gigging all the time and going to different pop-ups and things like that but you know it kind of forced us to stay inside. And, um, I really was craving, uh, you know, the opportunity to be able to just go outside and breathe fresh air and, you know, be surrounded by nature. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I've been to North Carolina a few times and I just, I loved it so much. And, um, I got to, I got to a point where I was able to, you know, save up enough money to, uh, buy myself a, a plot of land and now I'm, I'm building my own home. So like I'm, I'm in North Carolina doing adult things for myself, <laughs> but, um, but in, in any case, uh, you know, it's just a very, it's a very peaceful place to be. So yeah, it's uh it's very interesting. Uh, 
I'm seeing a lot of people that are moving to North Carolina, moving down south, moving to more of like a, a rural area because it's it's almost like uh, what was a disadvantage of uh, being in too calm and not hustle and bustle has now become the advantage because you can find peace. <laughs> right. Yeah. And that's that's something that I value very much is my my own peace of mind. So. <laughs> but yeah, I, like I said, I was I was trying to unpack everything you you won a huge competition. It was the uh, Sparkle Singing Challenge back in 2012. Um, the biggest note I found there was that MySpace apparently still existed in 2012 uh, <laughs> as a sponsor. <laughs> but uh, what was before leading into that? Was that like uh, your your stardom moment? And like, was that something that you were like ultimately aiming for at the time? Um, it was it was definitely a big moment for me at the time. You know, I was 18 years old. Uh, I, I had just graduated high school and, um, you know, a friend of mine told me about this, this singing competition that was coming to town when we were living in Miami at the Adrian R Center. And I decided to go audition. And then one thing led to the other. Uh, you know, MySpace posted my my video audition on their website. It won by a landslide. People were voting for me by the thousands, mm-hmm. and um, and then I I won the national competition, and they flew me out to New York. Um, I got to work with Jordan Sparks, and she's an amazing person and very very talented artist. Um, and that was just a very like. It was a very eye-opening and, uh, you know, new professional experience for me, um, it, you know, especially being so young, like going to the recording studio and working with vocal producers and, you know, uh, being backstage at, at BET's 106 and Park and, you know, just seeing how everything, you know, moves behind the scenes and what makes everything tick. So um, that that was definitely really cool and just kind of, uh, you know, it, it was a, a sign to me that like, okay, I'm doing the right thing. And then things just started to pick up from there. Yeah. Um, what I find very interesting, especially with that happening so long ago is I, I equate this to uh, just kind of how like normal everybody uh, kind of thinks it's like they, they aim for something so huge, they actually accomplish it. And then how do you stay motivated and keep the, keep the wheels turning after that? Because I imagine there's like that huge, slump after such an amazing success that it's like okay now what do I do did you ever have that um I wouldn't say after that necessarily but I mean definitely there's as far as motivation goes just I'm I'm a very uh, self-motivated person okay um like I said I'm always on I'm always like what's next what's the next thing for me to do um so you know after that after that happened um I had you know, producers reaching out to me that wanted to work with me and, you know, people that wanted to manage me and things like that. And, um, you know, I had to, I had to kind of keep my head on straight and stay really focused and just, you know, keep my head down and grind. So like the whole time I was writing songs, I was working with different producers, um, you know, while I was going to school, um, and, you know, just staying, staying focused and, uh, checking in with myself you know, realizing, okay, is this, is this what's making me happy? Am I enjoying this moment right now? Am I enjoying working with the people that I'm with right now? Um, and if, and if all that is in alignment, then I keep going with it, you know? Absolutely. 
So I, uh, I, I found it like interesting because I, I wanted to really talk to you about the motivation aspect because uh, not very often do you run into somebody who like teaches them their own skills. Like you said, you built your own studio for yourself. Um, you've uh, kept up with your own social media and everything uh, with the covers. And then you also have taught yourself how to play different instruments. So um, I noticed in, the, in that same um, article that I mentioned earlier, that same interview you were talking about, like saying no, um, how do you, how do you focus? I know it's, it's easier said than done for most of us, but how do you stay focused in such a, a fast paced world? Cause I imagine there's so many distractions out there, especially for someone with immense talent. Thank you. Um, I guess the, the biggest thing for me to stay focused is I, I try to, I, I have my routines Right. Like I have my my routines that that keep me in check, that keep me uh, focused and and my body healthy and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I I make lists. I have like to do lists and I make lists for, uh, of things that I, I, I want to do for the day or for the week or the month. And um, and and I try not to worry so much about what's happening around me on the outside world you know mm-hmm. i mean there's definitely there's a lot of uh you know opportunity out there for you especially on social media to compare yourself to others and be like oh this person's going so fast and they're doing this and that and da, 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 da. but the more that you worry about what everybody else is doing the less that you are spending time on yourself to grow so um i really just try to focus on that and just you know my own my own improvement and like measuring that for myself rather than trying to measure it against, you know, what's happening outside. Absolutely. Does it, uh, you, we mentioned uh, talking about, uh, your friends group. Does that, does that tribe of people, uh, kind of help you stay into your, uh, into your groove or are you more of like a, a solo person? No, definitely. I am a firm believer that your your tribe or your people around you, um, are a reflection of you. So, you know, definitely I think it's important to keep people around you that have the, the energy and the drive and the focus or, you know, whatever attributes that you want for yourself, Mm -hmm. um, for them to, to have that as well, because, you know, that's, it's like steel sharpened steel, you know, like being, being around people that are, uh, successful or driven and motivated, um, you know, that's going to influence you as a person as well, you know, when you spend time with them. So just like some, you know, people who don't sit around on the couch all day and don't do anything like that will influence you too. So, um, definitely like your, your community, your friends group, all of that is super important. Absolutely. And, uh, kind of, kind of going off of that with uh, the, you know, motivation, hustle culture and everything. What are, um, what are some things that you, you really align with when you're in your, uh, creative, uh, mindset? Like, do you, do you have a specific routine that, uh, helps build your creative mindset or do you have like, uh, like a specific music? Like at the beginning you were talking before we were recording, you were mentioning like your favorite artists. Do you have specific artists that you listen to, to get into a frame of mind? Um, not particularly artists that I listen to, but more so like, I'm all about the vibes. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, 
I, I create my own vibe. So like if I'm about to have a, a studio session or a writing session, um, I will, I like to make sure my, my space is like clean. I have a candle or some incense or, you know, something like that. That's, that smells good and sets a good vibe for me. Um, I like to have like low lighting when I'm in the studio. I don't, I like, this is just a personal thing, but I, I personally like to have like low lighting or for the, the booth to be dark. Like, I don't like anybody looking at me. Um, and, uh, you know, it's just, it's just creating my, my own vibe so that I can just get into, into my space. But, um, but I do, I, I do study, uh, other artists and things like that, you know, to, kind of get an idea of like what's what music is is going on right now and like you know especially what's happening like in in r&b and soul and stuff like that so yeah um as with especially with the your most recent um hit not hit or a single um what was there a frame of mind that you were specifically in like do you i guess as an overarching question, do you have a specific song that you've written or sang yourself that you have put more effort and soul into than the others? Hmm. That's a good question. Um, I'm trying to think off the top of my head, which song I, I feel like I put more effort. You know what? Um, I don't know. I don't, I wouldn't necessarily say that it was more effort, but um maybe passion more passion um definitely higher was one of one of my uh really passionate songs because i felt really passionate about um about being an artist in new york and um it was a very exciting time for me um actually with that song um i worked on it with with dap yp and Mm. he produced the song um he also co-wrote with me and we had, we had the idea to, to write about like, like, Oh, we should write a song about, you know, uh, being an artist in New York and being inspired by, um, being inspired by an artist on the subway. And so we wrote the song about, about a female guitarist that's, uh, riding on the subway and, and the song just like takes you on this journey. Um, so we definitely put a lot of thought into uh, the lyrics and like the storytelling aspect of the song. Plus we had, we have, li- we had a uh, live instrumentation also on the, the uh, guitar and bass on that song. were both live. Yeah. Do you have any music that has spoken to that you've gotten feedback from the most? Do you have any uh, stories? Cause I know like what's crazy about music is it's all, uh, that you could have a message behind it, but some people can take it differently. Like me for one, uh, listening to, uh, Dap's album recently, which dropped today, um, mm-hmm. listening to that. I love, uh, and this isn't to suck up to you as a guest, but I love the one that you're featured on. I just love the idea of the hustle <laughs> culture behind it. Um, so that one spoke to me. Do you have any songs that have, uh, to your listeners spoken more to them or you've heard more outpouring, um, emotion about? Mm, yes. I mean, I've definitely had, it's hard for me to pick one particular song. Bec- and what's funny is when I released uh, Jade Volume 1, mm-hmm. I had this feeling like, oh, this one song is going to be the song that everybody loves. And it ended up being that there was just reviews 
all across the board of every single song. And it was hard for me to choose like, okay, which one should I do the music video for? Like, which one do people like the most? Um, but, you know, every time that I perform one of my songs, uh, and that I've performed live actually too, is like people come up to me and they'll be like, wow, like your voice just spoke to me in such a touching way. And I've had com- people come up to me crying before too. Um, you know, because music is just something that that move that moves people uh, in a way that that is just so incredible. Like to me, music is one of the most powerful uh, forms of expression, the most powerful form of art. Um, so definitely, I mean, it's it's amazing to see how how people uh, you know interpret the music and and how it. Uh, how it can help them and heal them and, and help, you know, change their lives. Absolutely. Do you, um, do you notice anything, especially going into this new year or in the second month of 2021? Um, is there anything that you've noticed as a, a songwriter yourself that is, um, not, uh, it's, I don't know how to phrase this. That's not, that's almost being under, underused. Like what, is there something in the music industry that is not being tapped into? Yeah, I feel like the the emphasis really right now for artists is social media. And it's like all about social media, you know, obviously because, you know, we can't really have like shows right now and in-person gatherings and things like that. So this is how we're able to connect. But, um, you know, even, even just touching down into your community and, um, you know, sharing sharing uh stickers and flyers with them and like you know being able to to meet people in person in that way um even if it's not like a large gathering like just being able to to say hi to people and like genuinely speak with them that makes such a difference um so you know definitely like just getting out into the street and and talking to people i think is is really important and um and just giving people you know something that they can, they can hold like that. They can, you know, have that's tangible, you know, outside of, outside of the music. Um, like you merch. Know, people, yeah. Like <laughs> merch. Exactly. You know, so that's why, and that's part of why, um, why I decided to release uh, merch with hire and with my Christmas single um, because, you know, people, people want something that's tangible and to be able to take something home that reminds them of the moment or that reminds them of you, um, to be able to connect with you. So, you know, it's just a, a gift from, from me to the fans. Absolutely. I'm still debating if I want to do merch on this podcast. So if anyone's listening, <laughs> I don't why know. not <laughs> just, ha- just have it there. You know, actually, so when I was in New York and I used to do shows, um, I actually, I used to print shirts at home, uh, make my own shirts and, and bring them to the shows and give them out for free. I, I would toss them off the stage. Um, and that, that was a moment too. Like people were so happy and just the way that their eyes lit up when I would, you know, toss the shirt out and they caught it. And that was such a moment. So, I mean, it's just, uh, it's just another way of, of connecting with people. Absolutely. I'm still debating on the vibe. <laughs> <laughs> I think you should do it, but you know, you make your decision. <laughs> I, to be fair, to be fair, for anyone that's listening and for this discussion, I I, do, I gave myself a um, 
a me- like a metric. I told myself I wouldn't do it unless I hit uh, ten thousand downloads, and then it was like one hundred and fifty episodes. So like it's not it's not that I'm saying no. There's like a metric for it. So it's not. What's that? Oh, that that you're just saying not yet. <laughs> yeah, it's it's more of a not yet that, and I'm like I don't know what I would make. Like, do I pass out literal coolers? Like. <laughs> Ah, yes. Something something that ties in with um with cooler conversations and like what it stands for and what you know what it means all together. Absolutely. because uh, the other thing I run into, and this is a question for you, is um do you ever have imposter syndrome? Do you know what that is? Yeah. I mean, like to sum it up and correct me if I'm wrong, but like feeling like like who am I to do this and that, you know? Like that? Yes, absolutely. Um, you know what? I used to feel like that when I was younger. Um, you know, when I was in high school and I would write songs and, you know, be so passionate about it and things like that. And I went to school with some people that uh weren't, you know, didn't really feel the same way or they hadn't found that uh passion within themselves yet. And mm. I would get judgment and things like that. Um, but then I also had people who were were encouraging me. Um, so, but I did kind of like let that creep into my head a little bit. Um, but I didn't. It didn't last very long <laughs> because I was like, no, I'm really good at this, and um, and I just constantly had reminders and you know signs that were showing me that I was doing the right thing. So I was like, you know what, I'm just going to keep doing this. So absolutely, that's that's the thing. You have to. You have to be able to believe in yourself uh, before anybody else can. Absolutely. Do you kind of going into kind of backing up into like your beginnings? um, So you are uh, of Cuban and Jamaican heritage. Do you put any of that into uh, your musical craft or do you, um, I don't know how to phrase it. Do you um, just kind of let it, just let it be like that. That's what you are. It definitely has an impact on on who I am and and in my music too. I mean, like being Cuban and Jamaican, there's so much there's so much culture and uh, cultural richness and stuff. And being from Miami, like the the rhythm and everything that's in in both uh, you know cultures' music. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely has it has impacted my music. I haven't I don't have any like Hispan uh you know songs in Spanish yet. Um but that's definitely something that I would like to do. And I also want to have a like a, a reggae song or a reggae infused R and B song. I think that would be really cool. Yeah. Are there any other future endeavors that you're wanting to uh to cross off in the near and distant future? Yes, absolutely. Um <laughs> There's, I mean, there's just so many things, but, um, you know, definitely I'm, I'm writing more music now. Um, I'm looking to release more music throughout this year. Um, hopefully to release an, an EP either at the end of this year or, uh, beginning of 2022, I want it to just be, you know, all great music and to really be well thought out. So I'm taking my time with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, just keep, keep growing and, and connecting, um, you know, keep meeting new fans and new people who come across my music. Hopefully I get to perform songs in person soon. Um, 
and and winning a Grammy. Yeah. There you go. Yes. <laughs> is uh is the music industry um a it's a is it more of like a who you know or is that changing um with especially with the internet age? It could go either way. It could it could be you know you know somebody who's able to help you, but I think the strength and the power of uh, the internet and and just human connection in that sense is way more powerful than you know so and so who knows your uncle that you know works for this record label, mm-hmm. um, you know because that's the foundation. The people who are listening to your music are are the foundation of your career. So as an artist, so I definitely I think, you know, um, just going out and sharing your art is the most important thing. Yeah, because that, that was my thing. Like if, if we all wanted to band together and get you to the Grammys to win a Grammy. I just maybe there's just a misconception I, I see in the um, in the music industry that it is a uh, like almost like a boys club kind of scenario but yeah i i agree with you i think the power of the internet and the power of everyday people could definitely shift that well here's the thing i mean yeah it's there's definitely there's definitely you know powerful people in the music industry just like in in any industry um but you know when you when you bring a certain level of uh value to the table like like having, you know, a core fan base or having people who constantly support your music, who constantly, you know, buy your merch and come to your shows, you know, in real life and, you know, support everything that you do. Uh, they're going to want to be a part of that. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, that that is there's a you know, you can't underestimate that. But definitely it's important. It's important also to to. um you know, network and, and connect with people and communicate with people in the industry as well, because, you know, the community aspect of it is, is important. You can't do everything yourself. So absolutely. Both, both are important. Yeah. I know that was something that you had mentioned in the, the said article. I don't want it to make it sound like it's the only article I read, but in that <laughs> article, <laughs> you mentioned uh, how you were trying to get better at asking for help because you yourself are such a, uh, a motivated person that you do it yourself. Um, is there anything right now that if you were to like put it out into the universe, even if it's via this podcast, is there anything that you need help with from somebody? Uh, man, I mean, there's, you know what, there's, it is, it is something that like, I always have to be mindful and, and be like, okay, there's people that want to help me, you know, like I, there's constantly people who want to help me, who want to be a part of what I'm doing. So I have to allow people to help me and teach them what, what it is that I want to. Um, but definitely, I mean, if I could ask for anything right now, um, it would just be for people to go listen to my music and share it <laughs> with their, with their friends and family, uh, with their network. Because like, like I was saying earlier, word of mouth is the most powerful form of, uh, communication and, and form of, uh, marketing, or I don't even like to call it that, but you know what I mean? Like that, that's people love to get recommendations from their best friend. Like, Oh, have you heard this artist? Oh, they're so dope. You know? So like that to me is more important than, 
you know, getting some, some, somebody, you know, that's at like a label or whatever to like go and do stuff. Absolutely. Things are, things are stronger when they're rooted in grassroots, like that you, they're yeah. harder to rip up. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. It's uh, I, I run into this a lot, especially with the pod where like, I will sit there and go, man, if I could just, you know, interview freaking Jack Black, that would be <laughs> or some, <laughs> some stupid celebrity. But at the same end, I have to like, stay true. I'm like, you know, I don't give a shit about them. I want to talk to interesting people that are like everyday approachable people. Like I'm not after the blue check marks out there. So it, I completely understand when you say that, you know, going after the grassroots approach is far superior than going the other way. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's at the end, of, at least for me, uh, at the end of the day, it's it's all about the the people who are supporting you. I'm super thankful and grateful every day for everybody who shares my music, who shares, you know, my posts on social media uh, the covers that I do, who buys a piece of merch from me, um, you know, that people who are genuinely interested in, in what I'm doing, you know? Um, so yeah, I mean, that to me is the most important thing. Absolutely. So on that note, uh, where can everybody, uh, find more info on you? Well, you can find me everywhere on social media at Bianca Jade music, um, except for YouTube, my YouTube is Bianca Jade Sings. Okay. Cause I made that a, a long time ago and my name originally was Bianca Jade Sings. Um, and YouTube won't let me change that. But anyway, um, I also have my, my website, uh, Bianca Jade music.com. So you can find, uh, pretty much everything that you're looking for about me on there. Um, and all of my, all of my music is, uh, is out now on all on all platforms on all of your favorite platforms spotify apple music uh title google play all that good stuff awesome and for anyone everyone that's listening uh all of those links and everything will be in the description um bianca this was an absolute joy to have you on hopefully uh at some point we can get you back on i know that you uh you've got a lot coming especially in 2021 so i'm looking forward to seeing it Yes, absolutely. Yes, please. I would love to, I would love to do this again. Um, and thank you for having me and for, uh, sharing my story. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Guys, if you enjoyed this podcast, please share with a friend, subscribe and rate this podcast on Apple, follow us on Spotify. And if you haven't already follow the Instagram at cooler conversations, maybe the Facebook, if, uh, you're 59, uh, this podcast <laughs> is the culmination of cool stories and the coolest people. This is Cooler Conversations. Later.